Swing and a drive! Welcome to Red, White, and Blue Jays, the podcast home of Blue Jays Fans UK, a group connecting Blue Jays fans around the UK and beyond and telling their stories. And now, here's the host of Red, White, and Blue Jays, Steve Hunter. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Red, White, and Blue Jays Live. Uh, Great to have you with us. Uh, We are still missing a couple of our normal panellists who are normally with us. Uh, Mark, you will know, he's currently having uh, some of his partner's uh, family over and they're currently touring around Ontario doing lots of uh, lovely touristy things. So Mark's not with us and Elizabeth is, uh, I'm sure, at this very moment beavering away somewhere down at the Rogers Centre getting ready for tonight's game in her 50-50. Um, but we do have some great people as ever with us and uh, we'll just go round welcoming our normal normal guys. So Daniel, how you doing, sir? How's your week been since we've seen you last? Well, we're on um, we're on bank holiday over here in the UK today, so it's been a very relaxed day today, a bit of a lie-in, like 8 a.m., which is just unheard of. So yeah. uh, I'm feeling very chilled, Steve. Thank you. Excellent. And back into school tomorrow? Oh, yes back into school ready to go i i'm always very impressed with you particularly as you're a headmaster you know that you can do these late nights with us and then be switched on and attentive for tomorrow's assembly or whatever you're going to do first thing in the morning that's because well two things head teachers make up assemblies on the spot and (laughs) then we just sit in our office drinking tea so Ah. actually this is my busy time (laughs) (laughs) you've been ousted (laughs) excellent well great to have you with you uh, with us uh david how is life up in Bonnie, Scotland? Life's good. Life's good. I'm afraid I missed out on the bank holiday today. Ours has been moved to go along with the Queen's Jubilee holiday in June. Ah. Um, but on the plus side, that's just for my region. On the plus side, my commute this morning was 15 minutes quicker. Ah. <laughs> so that was a joy. Yeah, very good. So what would it normally be? What would your your commute be? Uh, so I, go, I have different schools I go to. My It's normally... An hour or just under an hour on the way out in the morning. Okay. So, so yes. a little bit shorter today. Yeah. Very good. I didn't know Didn't know they were moving. They pretty much make up the holidays. So we have, we don't get that holiday at the end of May. We get it like there's like a Trist holiday and I can't remember, is it September or November or something? We get it instead. Right. So it's basically up to each region, but we've decided to move this one. So yeah, yeah. Cool. It's, fine. it's all good. Very good. And a massively warm welcome to a very good friend of mine who I've spoken to loads and loads and loads and loads of times and desperately trying to get our diaries to meet. And I want to get him on to do one of our normal interviewee type pods, which we will do at some point. But for tonight, we are very pleased to have Blue Jay's dad with us, the legend that is. How are you, sir? I'm very well. Thanks for having me on, Steve. And one day, I hope that I can give you a real big hug in person. Oh, I would love that. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, it's just great to be able to connect with UK fans, Blue Jays fans. And I just wanted to know, like, Blue Jays dad's merch is available. 100 bucks a sweatshirt, 500 pounds <laughs> in the UK. Bargain. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's mainly shipping. Anything you order from Canada, <laughs> <laughs> shipping kills us every time. Yeah. <laughs> Totally, yeah. I, I've seen some of your, your your gear, and you've been wearing it at the ballpark and all sorts of places. Uh, I do, I mean, how? Just get answer me. How much do people clock you when they see you in terms of? Oh, yeah, because because you have like literally thousands and thousands of people who are engaging with you on Twitter every day and and stuff. How, how much do they sort of instantly recognize you when you go to a game? Uh, you know, that's why I kind of wear something because I think some people think it might be me. Um, and I've had, I've been at the Rogers Center before where someone was standing beside me and then like all of a sudden said, Hey, are you Blue Jays dad? So I just figured it was, you know, time to get some merch. And on, so on the back, I don't know if you've seen the back of this. Oh, no, go on. Can you, can baseball you read that? Tweet, repeat. Yeah, baseball tweet, repeat. And uh, then my little, my um, Twitter handle at, at the bottom. And that's actually, People sitting behind me, standing behind me, will even if they don't know who uh, I am, they'll be like, "Here, oh, you're on Twitter." And so I've got a handful of followers. Um, and then just last week, I was at the Twins game, 
mm -hmm. uh, with uh, at Mrs. Blue Jay's dad and uh, um, a, another couple and another lady texted me and said, hey, uh, you're at the game. I'm like, yeah, what section? 108. She's like, yeah, I'm here too. So she walked up the aisle and waved and um, it's great. But, but I'll tell you what, the, for me, the, uh, the biggest moment was um, Target Field last fall. The Jays are in it, wild card race. And uh, to get lead, all of a sudden he's wow. walking over and, and then AK, who's a legend, obviously, with yeah. the, the Jays staff. And so I think it was yep. at that point is when my, my kids thought uh, That's all uh, right. I might be for real. You know, yeah. I might be for real. And not just a legend in my own head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's, it is remarkable. And I remember you did a little clip for us, didn't you? Uh, was it last season when you went down to uh, Kansas? And uh, you made, we had a four game set with the Royals. Mm. And I connected with him because I'm always friendly to fans of the opposition. And I mean, for the most part. But uh, <laughs> he, I, basically, I got to meet him and his sons, and our our kids got to meet his family. We play, we had a catch in the parking lot um, at Kaufman because it, it's uh, kind of outside of downtown. It's in the middle of nowhere yeah. with a huge parking lot. So tailgating is the thing, and yeah. uh, that was great just to have. I feel like I have connections all over the U.S. and Canada now. Yeah, so it's fun. It's excellent. Yeah, no, we love we love following you and, and hearing what you say. And, and uh, I think just like like so many people that I mean, we, that's where we connected was was across Twitter. I think, you know, there's some brilliant people out there who are very positive and want to use social media for for a positive message which often it isn't used for you as, as we know but um i think uh, everybody i've spoken to who speaks about you um holds you in massively high regard so it's a real privilege and joy oh, to wow. have yeah no to have you with us it's it's, it's fantastic excellent stuff well I, I think about twitter like what it does I, we've probably talked about this before but i think twitter because it's the the one real-time social media app it allows for all of us to be connected with people beyond our living room with mm. people that care about the game just as much as we do. And sure. I think a lot of times people and their families, you have like one person who's really into it and the rest are kind yep. of snoozing and just hanging out. Yep. But we can connect with all of those people that care the most. And I think that's the magic of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I know you've held some sort of Twitter space stuff, haven't you, before games and bits and pieces, which a number of our guys have sort of jumped on and listened to you as well. And uh, obviously your own pod as well that you were doing last year. So... Anyhow, it's great, great to have you with us. Really looking forward to Thank your you. insight and expertise because, uh, you know, quite frankly, the rest of us are quite novices here uh, mm. following baseball. You know, you've grown up with it and uh, I know coach it as well. And uh, you're, you're, you're now... I'm playing some softball, Steve. I'm playing I saw some that. Softball. I saw that. Yeah. My I first double header, I was seven for eight. Extra <laughs> base hits all over the place. Missed a dinger by you know, just short hop the fence. Second yep. game, I was a disaster, complete <laughs> disaster. And uh, so I've been on both sides of the, yeah. the pendulum. We yeah. also have, I have another guest for your uh, live stream here. Let's, um, let's dive on it. Oh, one thing I was going to say, this, I, I haven't, I would normally wear my Blue Jays stuff, but because you're obviously based in Minnesota, this is the closest I was going to get to a, a sort of wink towards being in the states but i didn't want to go full hog because you know i don't want to give the wrong impression or anything but um yeah the, the wrong red white and blue like well, that's what i was exactly when i saw that i'm like yeah what, what kind of subversive yeah uk no, th thing is this yeah well yeah we're just from everywhere so <laughs> we just make it up did as you we see go my away. mug did you do you see my minnesota mug oh no Can go on oh, it's a little bit small on the screen what does that okay, say okay so this is he that's, a, that's the shape of the Minnesota state. Okay. Sorry, I, I thought just everybody knew that yep. all across the world. But anyway. <laughs> no, that that's lost on us straight away. Uh, yeah, Sorry. didn't even get to Minnesota when we when we came across. Not not quite not quite that far. Great. Well, let's um let's dive in, shall we? We we're here to talk a bit of Blue Jay stuff. Um, perhaps just uh, let's go round the room in terms of just overall impressions where we where we are at the moment are we sort of happy with with generally the the state of play i think i think obviously first month in everybody's coming to the season with massively high expectations 
thinking that the Jays are going to walk everything. And actually, I think we've had a little bit of reality, obviously short and spring um, start. Jays are doing well, but probably not firing um, quite yet. Daniel, what's your what's your take after one month of Jays baseball? How are you feeling? I'm very positive, like really positive. I think we've got three of the best starting pitchers across the division, across the league at the moment. They are, you know, Goldsman, Manoa Berrios doing an amazing job. I think we haven't started firing yet off the bat, and yet we're still winning and we're still near the top of the division. I think we're coming out on the right side of a lot of very close games. And you just think, you know, we've come through a difficult run of fixtures. We're still in it, but we've done really well. Um, yeah. And even if we were, you know, at 500, we'd still be quite positive. I think there's still a, you know, a lot that we can add to the team at the moment in terms of individual performances, Bo Bichette coming on, other people coming on. But look where we are. Look who we've played. Mm. Look where we are. Look how well a lot of people are playing and look how much better we can be. I think we're in a brilliant position. Great. Nice and positive start with Dave. What's your take? Yeah, I'm really chuffed with it. Um, as we've been saying, April's traditionally not our best month. But I believe this is our, our best start since 1992. I can't remember what happened in 1992. I can't remember how that one worked out. But yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we'd take this, the same result from that season. Um, I think hitting-wise, we've still got a wee bit to go. I think hopefully we'll have T. Oscar back at the end of the week. That's going to be a big plus. And I think so he's away on a kind of rehab assignment just now mm. I actually think that's, that's right. going to be a big loss not having him in, in the dugout even if he's not been playing I think I, I really feel like he is I'm not taking anything away from him he's playing but he's an absolute cheerleader for the team in the dugout sure. I feel like he is as much as we talk about Vladdy and stuff and how much fun he has I feel like to Oscar is the man that, that really gets everyone going mm. Um, I was seeing we are 13 and 1 and starts by Berrios, Gossman and Manoa. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. So really feeling really positive. I'm, if I'm honest, I'm slightly concerned about this series coming up because the Yankees are also in great form, but we'll see. I'm not yeah. concerned over the course of the season, though. But, yeah. Yeah, I we'll think... We'll see I, how it goes. I, was, I, yeah, I just made a note in terms of the Yankees' form, and we'll have a look at that. Uh, perhaps in a little bit but um, I think their start has been very different compared to the yeah. teams that we've been playing and I think that you have to t that obviously will will weigh itself out as the season goes along and uh, average it out I think we've had a really tough start and, and a good position Blue Jays dad what what's your what's your feeling how how happy is your in, indicator at the moment uh very high um I think it's been uh, comparatively speaking to the Yankees' schedule, the Jays have had a much more difficult one. I was looking at Gosman, Kevin Gosman's stats today, and I think he's thrown, oh, now I'm quizzing myself. Yeah, 31 and two-thirds innings. Uh, 26 of those are against Yankees, Red Sox, and Astros. Uh -huh. And he has not walked the batter, not given up a home run. That for me, when I look at a season, it's probably because I live where the Minnesota Twins are. Sure. And you know, they make the they make the postseason so often with a team built for 162 in the central division. And then they're hammered. I think they've lost well over 13 consecutive games to the Yankees in the postseason, right? They don't have the swing and miss pitchers that you need for the postseason when you're battling these big clubs. And that's what the Jays have this year. But that's mm -hmm. and people like on Twitter will mock me. Hey, slow down there, Papa. We're not at the postseason yet. But that's what I'm looking for: is what type of lineup and pitching staff do we have when we're all watching in October? And you know, you need to miss a bat. You need to entice a batter to swing and to mm -hmm. miss the ball. Mm -hmm. Gosman, uh, Manoa, and I was big on Manoa from the first time I saw him pitch because of the swing and miss stuff he's only going to get better with his control and consistency but for me it's the swing and miss stuff barrios i saw barrios start against the new york yankees on tv but i was in target field freezing my feet off um watching uh, the last postseason game they or one of the last postseasons games they had a, a few years ago and barrios i remember his start 
he was a little, he wasn't aggressive and he was trying to paint the corners and, and be too fancy. But we've seen Barrios, his last start when he's aggressive. And uh, when my son C5 walked in, he was at work and walked in when the game was going on. I'm like, yeah, Barrios, his stuff was doing this today. That's how I, that's what, when yeah. Barrios stuff is going, woo, yeah. woo, like that to both sides of the plate, he can miss bats. And uh, so that's what I'm most excited about. We have three starting pitchers that can miss the biggest bats in the postseason. Yeah. I think, you know, I think one thing just on the stats, I saw MLB put out about um, Gosman today in terms of uh, his record with the the, the zero uh, walks and, and zero home runs. So Cy Young, uh, famously uh, in the World Series era, he uh, was the only other player to go five straight uh, starts with at least 20 innings pitched with that record. So he, Cy Young and Gosman are are in the same camp, which is unbelievable stuff. Um, just uh, Sorry, Daniel, are you going to jump in there? Just no, no, no. no. Yeah. yeah, so I, I think for me, uh, considering the, the, the teams we've had to play uh, in this first month, I, I think we should all be very excited about where the Jays are at. They, they, they haven't won every series, as we know. They, they drew with the Yankees, but they won everything else uh, in terms of the series. Uh, there was a bit of a debate yesterday flickering. I think it was yesterday, was it today? Flicking around on MLB that they tweeted out about the Mets winning every series. And I think a few Jays fans jumped onto that bandwagon and then realised actually, no, it was was correct because the Mets have won every series. We haven't won every one. We, we drew one. But I think considering everything that <laughs> we expected to happen... Um, and then obviously all the lineup changes that we've had to contend with, the injuries and the, the players going out over this month as well. You add that into the mix and the tight one run ball games as well. I think all of those things for me, very, very exciting. I think we should be super happy about where where we sit currently. So good stuff. Right. Let's let's have a look, a look at a couple of individuals who particularly stood out. Um, Mr. Springer this week has had a pretty good week. Uh, you know, he's been jumping around a little bit in the outfield. Dave, what have, you, what have you made of George this week? It's been fun to watch, hasn't it? It's been fun to watch. I feel like he's had a point to prove against the Astros. Like, I, I don't know why. I feel like, as far as I know, he left in good terms, but, you know, up there just hitting bombs. That catch he made last night, I watch it back and I still think there's no way he's getting it. There's no way. And yeah. it just flies the last the last few feet to get it. But yeah, amazing. Yeah. Really, really, really funny to watch. Yeah. Daniel? Yeah, it's funny how um like if if your fielding's on fire, then it can feed into your batting and vice versa, isn't it? And you know, and both parts of his game are really on fire. I wonder if with the Astros, um, I know we've mentioned it in our WhatsApp group, I don't think they gave him the welcome back that he deserved mm. last week when he went out to bat for the first time. It was like, you know, the applause for the returning hero was over before it had begun. Whether that's just a little thing that's fired him up, I don't know. But we've needed him as well. You know, it's mm. with, with the quality of pitching we've got, we get an, a, a run or two ahead early and there's a lot of pressure on the opposition bats and they've really felt it. But we're not bombing out five, six runs in innings or anything like that. So to have a really positive start and the way that he's sort of leading the team, both hitting and in the outfield, absolutely fantastic. And right at the start of the season, we were saying, we need him to be fit. We're going to try and replace Marcus Simeon's runs. We're going to have Chapman and we're going to have a fit George Springer all the way. And we're seeing that already, that if we can keep him fit all season, he's going to have such an impact. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, Blue Jays dad, you obviously playing, coaching a team, uh, let's just talk about George Springer's defensive work in the outfield. Uh, I think particularly one of the catches, uh, I think it was the second one of the two, where he's he's running full pelt towards the warning track and the wall and, you know, takes the ball, slides into the wall. How difficult is that a play to do? Well, just think about it. Do you want to run into a wall? Yeah. I was talking got, to Mrs. Blue Jay's on it. dad about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... That's how, when I was talking about it with Mrs. Blue Jay's dad today, I'm like, this is so amazing because you're running at a wall and now you're sliding and diving into it. And uh, I got a, I mean, it's, it's an incredibly difficult play for a number of reasons. Now, when we watch on TV, we're limited to the angles we can see. 
mm. but I was tracking how the ball was falling. Uh, and I saw Springer running. It was a great sports net, did a great job on that one. And I was sizing it up, the timing, and I'm like, there's no way he gets there. And I was like hoping he would get there, but it was my overly optimistic cheering. And I'm, But in my head, I knew he is not getting there. That's dropping tie game, made probably a triple, maybe yep. more. And he caught it. And at that point, uh, you know, right away I tweeted like best, catch all time for the Toronto Blue Jays. And of mm. course, everyone just, you know, <laughs> Devon White, Kevin <laughs> Pillar, Superman, Josh Donaldson into the bleachers. I get it. And I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not going to argue the point. And obviously Devon White's mm. almost triple play, which really was a triple play, probably is the greatest defensive play all time in Jays history. There's just something about this one mm. because of the timing, because not to take anything away from Devon White. You can't, okay? But he is upwards jumping into the wall. It's a little bit different than sliding down extended. You have less protection. It's yeah. not your feet. It's your head. Your, I mean, another part of me was saying, George, don't slide because I don't want you to get hurt. You know, all the tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars that are invested into him. But he made the play and he showed why he is one of the greatest players in the game, why he was worth that contract for the Blue Jays. We didn't get to yeah. see it last year. We're getting to see it now. Yeah. Incredibly difficult play. And still for me, it's at least top three in Jays history. And the momentum that that creates, yeah. like it keeps the club having um, not lost the series to begin this season. Yeah. And there's just the momentum. There's something magical about that. I know White's was postseason World Series. There's also something really special in a different way about this one. Yeah, and I think I think the atmosphere, particularly, has been very. Uh, they've they've mentioned it on the um, broadcast. Sort of very postseason esque in terms of, I think because the, because they're close games and uh, you know the the catch meant something. It wasn't a, you know a, a a rollover game where actually okay yes it was a spectacular catch but actually in the context of everything else that's going on, but because it was so tight and because everything matters and we know we're playing a team that if the Jays get through they're likely to be facing the Astros and, and I think I think you bring all of that stuff into into the discussion makes it even more spectacular uh, and and that that for me is is I think I think it was baseball Jen um, who I think you've probably met Blue Jays dad on the walk-off podcast I think she might have been on your week you were on I can't remember now anyway I know, I know she she mentioned about you know, there's your $150 million right there just in that moment. And that's why we spent that money to get him. I, I'm still, I'm still surprised the Astros let him go, to be honest, that, um, cause he, he brings so much to the team. And, and I think moving forward, as we've, we've mentioned before, talked about before is keeping him fit and healthy. And, and yet, as you say, when you see moments like that, all those th thoughts are going through your head of thinking it's a great catch, but please don't, do anything stupid that's gonna wipe you out for for a moment offensively um offensively he is obviously contributing to the team massively particularly over this this last week obviously got a couple of dingers in one game which which got us through daniel how important is george springer getting bat on ball top of the lineup as i say i mean the 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 impression that it sets you know for the rest of the team the example that it sets them for them to follow and the point you make about how it's almost like postseason baseball now and you see charlie montoya getting more worked up than he has done before and when you see vladdy mm. you know getting more upset at some of the calls that he's been getting and more frustrated and there was footage of boba shet beating himself up in the dugout yesterday as well it's like that goes through to the whole team so mm. when as a team you know that the person going out to lead off is as likely as not to come back, get your home run, get you a really good start. The yeah. confidence that spreads through and the pressure that that takes off if you're Boba Shet and beating yourself up a little bit at the moment, if you're feeling, oh, we're missing Teoscar, if you're Vladdy and you don't feel you're getting the calls, that there's someone else who's doing that, I think can't be underestimated. It's really important. Mm, yeah, no, totally. Dave, what, I think what, as what? well. Yeah, go on. Sorry, I was going to say, I think as well, I love that we've got someone like that in the leadoff spot that can do damage right away. Do you know, I remember um, when we told Reyes playing for us, I remember he was always really aggressive on the first pitch. And I love that because it, it gives the pitcher no time to sell in. 
Mm. You know, like a lot, a lot of guys like to take a few pitches, especially at the start and see the pitcher. But I loved that he was out there right away swinging, and was looking for it. And I know this is a slightly different apo- approach from Springer, but I love that you know he's hit a lead off home run, and that's it right away. The pitcher's on the back foot. Mm. And he's he's trying to get a wee bit of confidence to start the game, and he's, Springer's not letting him have it. Yeah, yeah. Are you liking his approach, Blue Jays, Dad? Yeah, I. You know, there's a part of me last year that was thinking, "Hey, don't we want a crooked number home run if Springer is going to be hitting dingers?" Uh, but it's kind of a part of his brand. I think it's a part of putting the opposition on the defense right away. If you can start that game with a home run, I think he's seventh all time and lead off uh, dingers. Um, yeah. I think it's, it, you keep him in the lead off spot. I think he provides, I mean, honestly, when I think of the blue Jays, this is going to sound really weird and maybe it's because he was injured last year so much. Mm. I always forget about Springer. <laughs> like he's always a second thought to me because I'm focusing more on Vlad, Bo, uh, those types of names. Yep. But now that Springer always to me feels bonus oh wait a minute he's mm-hmm. leading off oh that'd be great and he's often successful yeah no absolutely and how critical is it that they manage his health through this season knowing what happened last year uh, do, do, do you think that the the ball club need to be a little bit cautious of what's happened in the past or do you think we can okay, that happened and that was just one of those things. We move on and assume that he's going to be healthy. How, how much sort of tender loving care does, does George need? I think, he, I think he needs it. And I think that, well, if you look at uh, Springer's games played over the past, like his whole career, he hasn't had that many of 150 or more. Uh, you know, the injury bug has bit him uh, pretty regularly. It, it was funny that yesterday or on Saturday they had him DHing, correct? And then Sunday they had him in right field. Yeah. And then what's funny is that in right field he made that catch in center field, which was like a lot of wear and tear on him. And then the game saver at on the warning track into the wall in the ninth. Yeah. And uh, so kind of funny how you can't always protect, uh, but it obviously does take some pressure off when you're playing center field. You're backing everything up. Yep. Every play in the outfield, you're backing up, you're running somewhere. Um, the corner uh, positions a little less than that. Yeah. And so that, that does take something off of them. But I do yeah. think, yeah, DHing them some right field, it's it's a smart move mm. by Charlie. And, and interesting on that catch also, which I think, you know, gets often missed in these moments because you, you, you're salivating over what's just happened in terms of this miraculous moment is he's straight up on his feet he's getting the ball back in he's thinking about what the runners are doing on 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 the diamond and uh you know it's it's not sort of stopping in the in the moment but just thinking about the whole game that's happening around him and making sure everybody is coming back tagging back onto bases and, and and so on which i think often gets missed in these sort of these moments that uh yeah. that take place I can't remember who the who the Astros runner was. I was surprised he was tagging up, if I'm honest. But I guess from his from his point of view, he, he wouldn't be able to tell that how far. Well, Bo's still not quite there yet. Uh, Blue Jay Stab, we'll start with you on this one. How concerned are you? Because he had a bit of a mixed week again, hasn't he? As Dave alluded to, there, there was shots of him in the dugout, just clearly frustrated with how he was approaching his uh, at-bats, looking back over the iPad, which seems to be the in thing this season. I don't remember seeing that so much as I have this year. Um, I think, was it you, I think, tweeted out about the the iPad kids? Um, uh, Yeah, so it's just, uh, you know, there's a lot of that going on, just immediately getting that feedback in terms of what's happened in the play. Then, of course, you know, he gets his Grand Slam, which was a a massive moment for him in his career. First first time uh, Grand Slam, which was, was fantastic. But it's 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 little glimmers that think actually he's heading in the right direction, but it's not quite where we thought he would be. Here's the amount of concern I have. Zero is that a zero? Anyway, it's meant to it's be a, a zero. It's a squash deck. So it might have been a like art, <laughs> but anyway, no, it's a, uh, that's how much concern I have. Uh, obviously, the track record is there, and I think 
for Bo, the, the good part of this slump and why he's had a couple of moments of key home runs success in those moments is because he's not trying to pull the ball. Even in yep. his slumps, he's going the other way. And although the stats are showing he's behind fastballs this season so far, I just think someone like uh, Jose Batista, Aceto Gaston, a Dwayne Murphy would say, hey, get started earlier. Um, that would probably be the advice. Um, but when he played uh, here in uh, Minneapolis against the Twins, he didn't have a very good series. And I remember noticing that just for uh, like a you know a few games in a row, he just seemed to almost like, just not be tuned in, not in his groove. And so after seeing that, seeing how this uh, year has started, he's probably going to be a hitter that just has some uh, tough spots, some rough mm-hmm. patches. And, but I, I mean, he led, what did he lead the majors or American league last year in hits? I don't think there's any concern about what he can do on the field, but what I really like is the opposite field. We've seen that with Vladdy as well, too, when Mm. they're not giving him pitches or he's struggling, these guys go the opposite field. If you play like that and you get fooled on a off speed, you can yank that out. You can pull it last uh, in the last moment. So yeah yeah that's i i'm i have no concern about boba Shett. yeah daniel got any worries no i mean they were no um, no that was, that was a very english no very essex <laughs> no yeah um no there was an interview with his with his dad wasn't there on on the radio and he was saying actually mm. his ex, the exit velocity off the bat is as high as it's ever been if not higher he's bulked up a little bit um that actually he's getting to the he's hitting the fastballs when you want them to, it's just getting under them a little bit or over, I can't, under or over anyway. He's not quite getting them in the middle of the barrel. Also, he's, I mean, he's hit somewhat 110 miles an hour straight to fielders, you know, they yeah. give it a few meters either way. And all of a sudden he's got doubles and so on. So it'll come. There's, there's no worries there at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think he's, he's hitting over the ball, isn't he? So he's grinding mm. out, grinding a lot. And, and, and yeah, Dante was saying that uh, from his perspective, that he is getting to the pitch he's that he's not behind it's just it is i think he, you know the swing plane of the back is coming in at slightly the wrong angle which is the um, shoulders it's the yeah, shoulders yeah. thing yeah. yeah absolutely yeah dave yep. what do you feel about his defensive play because we had a couple of errors again uh in a, a couple of ga- uh, come on, was it last night or the night before yeah um what are uh, you feeling uh, about i mean I, I still think it's getting better which is that's all we can hope for. He's not. He's not going to be defensive first, but uh, he's improving. So, yeah, that's fine. And he's he's bat will come around. We know that will come around. We're not concerned about that. And when it does, it's that's going to far outweigh any defensive mistakes. But mm. we just, I think, we just need to accept that he's. Although he's getting better, he's still going to have a few slips. He's still going to have a few errors. Mm. But as I say, that the the his offense is going to outweigh. World. Um looked fairly routine from what I can tell from other ground balls that come out to short stops in that manner. Uh, th- it didn't seem to have a bad hop on it. didn't seem to have any particular s- sort of spin on the ball that would perhaps uh, take it away from the fielder. Uh, and I just did, did, was it, do you think it was just a lapse of concentration? Um, is it just one of those things that, uh, yeah, it's going to happen, not, you know, one time out of a hundred, just that's what happens. Uh, it just feels that he's under such a microscope. Uh, I would appreciate that. I mean, what 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 would you say if you you had him on your team? What would your coaching advice be on that play? Um, Bend your knees. Well, let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at uh, it. Skipped up on him and hit him hit him in the palm. Yeah. Of his glove. Um, I mean, I don't know what the what the ground is like at shortstop at Rogers Center. I mean, obviously, there's not a lot of dirt there. I mean, I don't know how deep it goes. I remember when they scooped it out out the concrete in 2016. Yeah. Um, but I mean, how they water it, uh, what inning it is. Uh, you know, there, there's sometimes the ground doesn't respond like you think it ought to, and so I don't know if that's at play. Also, if he's pressing, which I think he takes his game so seriously. Is that it's going to be a big part is that you start mm-hmm. second guessing yourself. So just to bring it back to me and playing softball, uh, you know, the other night I, I missed like probably seven misplays that I felt were misplays in a row at third base over the mm-hmm. course of two games. 
And uh, the last one I actually did get, I'm like a little voice in the back of my head said, oh, you're going to need a little more on this throw to get them. And I listened to that voice of doubt and it went, it was right on line with the first baseman, but about seven feet over his head. And uh, <laughs> it's just like it gets in your head. You start pressing, you start yeah. getting nervous and baseball, especially playing the infield and ground balls, it's all instinct. It's confidence. It's on the balls of your feet. And it's that mindset that you want the ball hit to you because you're the one that's going to make uh, an out or more if you can. Mm. Do you think, Matt, we've, we've talked a lot about Matt Chapman and, and his uh, his defensive play in terms of how that should help Bo in terms of covering perhaps a few extra yards than he would have had support last season. Do, do you feel that that also plays into Bo's head in terms of, you know, who's going for what, how, how does that look? Yeah. I only remember one play that I think I saw that that kind of happened this year where there's a bit of a mix up on who was doing what. Mm. Um, and I think Chapman plays so far back. Um, I'm wondering what, you know, usually you're used to the third baseman as a shortstop. You're used to the third baseman playing in front of you and he's supposed to cut off anything he can because his momentum and it was all going to first base. So I just wonder if that, you know, how, how that's uh, a dynamic for him. But I mean, obviously any player is going to want Chapman at third base, uh, even if it's a bit of a learning curve mm. and the flip side, how happy is Matt Chapman to be a Toronto Blue Jay? Whenever wow. he does something well, hits a homer or whatever, you can just see that face, just yeah. that glow. And that's uh, exciting for him as well. Yeah, absolutely. We're we're going to talk a little bit about team team dynamics in the dugout because uh, uh, Elizabeth has uh, picked out um, certainly one player that she's a bit concerned about. Not seems to be joining in quite as much as others, but certainly Matt Chapman uh, looks and feels very much part of the team, and uh, they've really received him well. I think I think that's excellent. Dave, I see a few comments coming through on YouTube. Anything that we need to pick up on? Uh, just fog and yeah. Um, apart from that, Tim saying just just what Daniel was saying about uh, Dante Bichette. He's saying it's the Dante was saying it's the bat angle that's the problem with the fastballs. That's the problem he's having. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder what happened, whether um because he he came off the Blue Jays payroll, didn't he? Yeah. As part of this C, um, CBR um, uh, negotiations in terms of wanting to still be able to work with um not cbr cba negotiations wanting to work with Bo while that was all happening I, I has anybody heard any talk about him potentially returning at all no blank screens blank faces all around not shaking their heads no. haven't heard a word no 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 i be i mean i i think he was clear or is very well respected and and clearly did a great job last year and uh I wonder whether the Jays would uh, would entertain that idea of getting him back. Uh, we'll we'll have to we'll have to see. I'd wonder that as well. I wonder if there. I don't know. I wondered if there was some legal thing that he meant because he'd he'd finished during the CBA. If he had to wait a certain amount amount of time mm. before he came back or whatever. I don't really know though. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd expect there'd be some sort of cost to that decision, not just like jump off the payroll and jump back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. Okay, well let's um let's move on then. Kikuchu, uh, he's clearly still struggling. Um, just uh, his his last outing again was was not what we're looking for, and uh, I think for me, I think for me it's it's copable with because we haven't got Ryu in the starting rotation at the moment. I'm worried, I am slightly nervous about what happens when Ryu comes back if he's not then on song and I would hope that they uh, could get you say sorted out before then. Um, Daniel, what's your take on the last week of Well, he's, he's only game? lost one game. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think the the problem is every innings that every inning he struggles, doesn't it? There's there's one bat that he just struggles with the number of walks that he's issuing too high, so his pitch count is going up too much, which means the bullpen are being called in earlier, which means poor old Trent Thornton's got two or three losses against his name 
already because he's having to come in and do that. I wonder if you mentioned Ryu. I wonder they're talking about when Ryu comes back, um, Stripling and Ryu sort of being almost like a tag team. Um, and I don't know if it doesn't improve Kaguchi. I wonder if it's a Kaguchi Pearson sort of tag team on the horizon further down the line as well. You've got someone who can go those long innings hmm. afterwards. But it's just got to get the walks under control. And then then he's got more pitches to be able to work through any problems he's having. Um, batters are seeing less of him, less of those deliveries. But he's putting real pressure on the bullpen. And, you know, huge credit to the bullpen for the amazing job that they've been doing this season. Yeah. Um, but they could do with a bit more support from him, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Dave, do you, do you get concerned about where we are? I mean, again, context is... We've been playing some incredibly difficult sides so far. And I think if we'd had some slightly lesser sides, whether that would have given Kikuchi a bit more confidence to go. But his his record is is good, you know. It just hasn't started well. Yeah. His last two starts have been against the Astros, is that right? Or two of his last three. Um, uh, I remember yeah, before possibly. the first of them did flashed up saying... That his numbers against the Astros aren't haven't been good and stuff like that. Mm. So hopefully it's just a team that's got his number and he's a bit better after that. But again, obviously we want him to be better, but again, he is the number five starter. And sure. as we've said, we've got the top three especially are amazing. And Ryu has the potential to be amazing as well. We yeah, we always want five amazing starters, but that's never gonna happen unless you're the Mets, apparently. But um, yeah, but but they've had a weekend we can start in terms of who they've been playing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, hopefully, hopefully he can get he can do a bit better, do a bit better, and hopefully it is just a a team that he isn't good for facing. Do you know? Yeah. And we can deal with that if that's the case. Yeah, Blue Jays dad, what's your take on uh, the pitching woes of Yusei Kikuchi? Yeah, so Kikuchi, yeah, he did his last two starts were both against the Astros. I just checked here. Yeah. Two and two-thirds inning, three and two-thirds inning, both uh, first game, four hits, four runs. Next game, three hits, four runs. Uh, I think one thing to keep into account in all this is obviously the shortened spring training and what each pitcher needs to get ready. Mm. Um, but once again, just as I was talking about earlier in this, um, in our in our chat, just like the Jays have three starting pitchers that can miss bats. Um, we have two starting pitchers that really depend on all of their stuff working. And that's what makes me nervous. I think Ryu is trending in the wrong direction where, um, and I think we saw the Rays. I remember it was a game against the Rays last year in Dunedin that it was just so they were rocking his changeup or something. It, it just batter after batter. And I remember thinking, oh my goodness, if his changeup is disappearing. Uh, I mean, he doesn't have a fastball to get back to. So, yep. um, you know, Mark Burley showed us all what you can do with a lot of, not a lot of arm strength. Uh, for you, see, I, he makes me nervous. I, I would love to see him come back stronger. I'm, I'm not counting on that. Kikuchi, I think, he is trend. He can trend in the in the uh, in a better direction, and with him, it's I saw him pitch for the Mariners uh, against the Astro. Or no, that was the radio. I, it was another game I watched, and I just thought this guy's a good pitcher, like under the radar, a good pitcher. I think the Jays should get him. I think I tweeted that back in July of last year. So I was really happy that they got him, and I I think that Pete Walker, as we saw. In this last start, what did he go out there twice mm. in the first uh, couple of innings or first few innings to go? Yep. And so he he's a, a work in progress. And so I do have a lot more faith in Kikuchi. I do think Stripling is going to be a regular starter in the starting rotation by the time the season ends. Mm. And uh, unless, of course, the Jays pick up another big arm down the yeah. stretch. And, and he's done amazing Stripling, I think. You know, he's giving a good, solid sort of four innings uh, and a bit in the in the games that he's started. Uh, and I think while, while we anticipated he would be playing a part, I don't suppose just because, again, because of the injuries to Ryu that we expected him to be in this role so quickly. But I think he's he's hit the ground running and uh, is definitely a good, strong fourth start at the moment behind the, the other three. And I, I think 
I think with the team doing, and we'll, we'll talk about the offense now, perhaps in terms of just when are the bats really going to start heating up? Because we just not had any, you know, we had some amazing wins last year, just where we just completely steamrolled other sides, and 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 maybe because of the quality of the opposition we've had thus far, we haven't quite seen that yet. And I think if we can get to the offense doing what the offense does, then that's clearly going to take some pressure off the starting pitches and I think give a little bit more protection to those guys and I think at the moment the two are tussling if you like it opposite ends of a piece of elastic and and neither are, are really performing um so let's, let's just chat through through the batting situation in terms of what we're seeing Daniel what where's your biggest concerns in the fact that we haven't really seen a very strong um hot batting line up yet see I, I don't know that there's a there's a big concern in cricket which which is kind of comparable to baseball but not much we have a phrase <laughs> like a flat track bully where when you're playing on a pitch where the ball's not doing anything it's really easy to hit the bowlers aren't great you can smash it everywhere and we know that when we play lesser teams lesser pitches that's what our offense will do but we've been getting results when we haven't been doing that, we've been hitting the home runs when we've needed to. So actually I'm quite encouraged by that because it will come. We'll start getting five or six runs in innings and we'll absolutely blitz people away. And actually one of the strengths over the last couple of weeks is that the runs have come from all sorts of, you know, different places, whether it's been Espinal, who's been brilliant or Zach Collins, who weighed in when he needed to Tapia's, you know, even when he led off, he's, he's been able to get on base um, yeah. And so actually we've spread the team, we've spread it out quite nicely. Kirk's even got a couple of hits recently. So the fact that we're not blowing teams away, but we're still winning is, is actually quite encouraging to me. Mm. So um, I'm not, I'm not that worried. I suppose we need Teoscar back soon yeah. because I think that will spread confidence throughout the, the rest of the lineup. Um, and that would be great because sometimes you do look at the lineups that we put out and think they're a little bit, Thin. If Chapman's up batting at five, that sometimes mm. seems a little bit too high for him. But um, I'm not too worried. No, very good. David, what, what's your take on Vladdy thus far? He's been very good by mortal standards. I think I think he's got more to give, though. I think yeah. he does. Uh, yeah. In terms of in terms of his average, I think it'll come up a wee bit as we go on a bit now. I don't. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's not been bad. I mean, he's over three hundred, I'm sure still. But yeah, I think I think he does have more to give. Um, and I think having to Oscar back behind him is only going to help. You know, if you, if you get someone stronger behind him, he's obviously more likely to get pitched to, isn't he? He's, yeah. Whereas if they feel they're going to strike out the person behind them or whatever, or get a grounder or whatever, then they're less likely to, to give Laddie anything that he's, he's going to consider hitting. Yeah, he's hitting, um, two, uh, just looking up while you're talking, he's hitting 275 at the moment. Yeah, uh, on yep. base under 300, just like, just exactly what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah like, by anyone's standards, that's that's good, but we know he's got more in him, and we saw it all last year, and yeah, it'll, it'll come up, but as Daniel was saying, we're winning just now. We're winning, so I like it. Blue Jays, Dad, does it matter what the wins look like at this point of the season? Does it matter that, you know, we are scraping over the line, as it were, to get the W in the in the column? As the season progresses, then obviously the, the, the momentum as you're going towards the postseason, I think the, the type of wins then become more of a factor. Whereas at the moment, all we just need to do is let's just get the W, we move on to the next game. Is, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I think it's even better to get all the wins that we can like that right now without our guys uh, being on top of their game. I mean, yeah. that's those early season victories. Remember our bullpen the first half of last year really cost us. Um, a lot of people say, oh, it's because you we weren't playing in Toronto. I'm sure that was a big factor as well, but we lost a lot of games and mm. you know, I mean, I, I'm really liking Charlie Montoyo this year coming out and sticking up for his players and already getting tossed twice. Yeah. Gibby gives Gibby's giving him a thumb up <laughs> yep. and uh, I, I love it. Um, I, I was really uh, baffled by some of the moments last year where Charlie didn't have anyone up in the pen when after the first batter, you knew the, 
the reliever did not have his stuff and sure. ended up walking five guys and two runs in and like what i mean those are important um early season w's count just as much as late season and the more you can win when you're not on top of your game the better yeah. just look out for the floodgates to open come on when teoscar is back bichette becomes himself um it's going to be incredible. Uh, if Springer stays healthy, it's going to be incredible. We have not seen anything close to what the Blue Jays are mm. possible of doing. And so I am overjoyed. I'm thrilled with this first month of the season, having not lost a series yet. Yes. I mean, just just flip it around, Steve. You know, and, and other teams with a similar record to us, you can, will be saying things, well, yeah, but what if they ha- they haven't had to cope with an injury yet? Well, we have. Oh, yeah, but, you know, they haven't played anyone who's any good yet. We have. So, you know, from the, the size of the conversation that you can be, we're on the right side of it. We've we've coped with injuries. Absolutely. We've played really good teams, and we've still come out on top. And we're sort of, we're, we're battle-hardened already, you know, a few yeah. weeks into the season because we've come through it. So I'd much rather be in our position than yeah. other teams who yeah. are with a similar record to ours. Yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right, Daniel, that... that uh, it's not a complaint at all. I think. I think it's just mm. the. I think we all, at the beginning of the season, just look at this lineup. I mean, this this lineup is so strong from one to nine. You know, we're going to see runs coming, and we have more or less seen everybody contribute at some point. I think. I think what I'm noticing is that in comparison to what we saw last year, it just doesn't feel quite that momentum that we had. Uh, and particularly if you think back through September of last year and, and what happened leading up into that last day um, <laughs> drama, uh, you know, the Jays J- were just firing on all four cylinders and we're, and we're not there yet. And I think for me, I, I'm i not too worried about that. Um, I think as long as we're, as we've all said, you know, as long as we're getting that W and we can just chalk that up, that's another one in the win column. And we move on to the next series, next game. And I think again, we as we go through this this Yankees um, uh, series, it's going to be another big test for us. Uh, you know, there's some a good team, and I think we just were reflecting just before we came on online that it looks like everybody has arrived into Canada. Uh, it doesn't look like there's any absentees from the uh, vaccination standpoint, which I know obviously the Yankees were mentioning before the season started. I'm I'm just conscious that time is is sort of running away. Difference we've seen in him this season, obviously another again another rejection in this last week. That's a good thing, isn't it? Right. Great, and I think he's just you know taken some great steps to becoming more of an authoritative presence. It seems that they hired him because of his rapport with younger players and you know his easygoing yet disciplined manner. Still looks like he's got to up his his um, arguing game. You know, he's he's getting tossed. Mean means that he's doing something right. Yeah, but it's not quite that Gibby authority of like, come on, you know, and all that. It still feels yeah. like he's kind of apologizing for himself being out there, and yeah, um, or even like looking for other people for permission. You know, I mean, we all have different personalities. I wouldn't be Gibby. You know, I I mean, but I, I just I'd love, love to that see it, manager. <laughs> I'd love to see it. Come on, go beat your chest. You can do it. I, you know, I almost got tossed a couple of years ago in the Minnesota State Tournament coaching by, I went out there five pitches in a row to tell the umpire that the other pitcher was balking. And he said, do you think that I'm going to change my call just because you've come out here a fifth time? And I'm like, well, I was hoping it would help. Yeah. <laughs> and then he looked at me and said, one more word and you're out of this tournament. So I just wow. turned around and then I walked back in the dugout and I heard one of our boys say, I respect you coach. <laughs> and that was worth it. Excellent. Yeah. You got to fight for your boys, haven't you? I mean, you have to. You do. Uh, and, and there has, and we've, we've talked a lot and I'm sure you've uh, commented on it as well in terms of some of the, uh, the calls that the umps are doing. Uh, it just seems to be, again, be, under a microscope um obviously jeff nelson was the famous one uh, a couple of weeks ago equipment violation something or other i think it was cool <laughs> so it was kind of a half-hearted move by the ump like i don't think i've ever 
yeah. in my memory. I don't remember that. I'm like a big moment. And then that's it. You're fine for that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but I will say this about umps. Here's my, my take on electronic strike zone. Oh yeah. Is cool, that man. the technology for the average fan watching the game is too great for most human beings in that profession to be accurate enough. That's the problem is that the yeah. tech has overrun the human element. We've seen there are a handful of umpires that on given nights can call almost the perfect game. Fantastic. But, you know, I've done a little bit of umpiring too. And I have visited with umpires that train and that are very serious about their careers. And this is not easy. It's not like, well, I can't play a ball player. I'll take the easy route and be an umpire. Mm. It's not like that at all. These guys are very serious and they've umped incredible amount of innings. Just our tech, like I have the game day app on my phone. I have pitch tracks or whatever they have on TV. We have 4K definition. It's who yeah. can you, why would you even expect a human being to track with all that? Mm. So I think the days are numbered and it's going to be sooner maybe then we think yeah yeah i i i like it because it it will take an element of the game at the moment which is just causing massive frustration for everybody um I, 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 and we've seen it used in, in lots of sport now and as long as it's not taking over the sport but it's enhancing the experience both for i think for the clearly firstly for the guys playing the game uh, but then secondly in terms of those watching in uh, and i think particularly for for those at the ballpark um you know they don't get the instant replays in quite the same way that we didn't world as you say with the technology so anything that they bring and, in that enhances that has to be a good thing and i'll say one one more thing on that for the umpires i'm sure umpires were far worse 15 years ago mm. i'm sure like they were like go back and watch some of the blue jays postseason games from 92 and 93 there are ridiculous calls that nobody argued about yeah. Like ball strike calls. They just kind of took it back then. Yeah. It's a different era now. And yeah. now I think umps are probably better than they ever have been because the accountability is there. Yeah. But they can't do it. They cannot do it on a consistent basis. Yeah. Uh just think about technology. Did anybody spot that Kirk dropped his pitchcom device this week? Um and just thinking about what happened last year in terms of the Rays and when Kirk again dropped his his card and uh, of course the the Rays famous or Kevin Kumar picked it up and took it away with him to be fair to the Red Sox they they spotted what happened and took it back to the Blue Jays bench which I thought was top draw I mean I'm not quite to be quite frank I'm not quite sure what it would tell them I assumed it just sort of had like fastball away and you know slider down or whatever on it I don't know quite what it looks like um but um Nonetheless, uh, I think that was a classy move by by the Red Sox to to return it to yeah. to the Jays bench. Did you see that, Dave? You... Yeah, sorry. I think yeah, I, th I know it's different dropping the pitch com and dropping a bit of paper, but it's slightly concerning that's happened twice. You think after <laughs> the whole yeah. ruckus the last time he would have sorted that out, yeah. you know? But obviously, it's a different thing. It's something totally new to him. We need to give him a wee bit of time to get used to that, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. One last question, uh, or otherwise Elizabeth will will hang, drawn and quarter us. Uh, and Blue Jays, Dad, you won't be aware of the conversation that we've been having in our group. But uh, Elizabeth's comment uh, or concern would be about Tapia, not in terms of his performance, but in the sense of team dynamics and his... You know, we talked about the, just the camaraderie on the in the dugout, the fun of the games, the laughter that you see all the players doing. Tapia seems to be a little bit absent in those. I don't know whether you've spotted that uh, and have any sort of particular thoughts towards that. Would that be a concern to you? Wow, yeah. You know, I don't... I'm trying to remember if I've noticed that. Um yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I'm without an opinion. That's weird. Mm. Yeah, I had looked back through when she mentioned it again yesterday. I had looked back through the tape, and he didn't start the game. He came on. He got uh, brought in, and I think at the point the home run happened yesterday, he probably was getting himself ready in the in the clubhouse. That would be my guess. He I, he, I couldn't see him. You know when they 
sort of get the camera angle down the the dugout as the guys are doing all the high fives and stuff. He wasn't anywhere to be seen. Now I don't think that's because he wasn't celebrating with them. I think just yesterday he right. happened happened to be not in that in that place at that moment. But uh, Dave, Daniel, what what's your thoughts on the Tapia lack of joyous moments? I don't I don't know that it's a thing. In all honesty, I don't want to. Let's, oh let's, oh controversy. I think, um, I don't know. I mean, the thing, the thing is, I, the, the, the footage that we see, the coverage that we see, they love going on to Vladdy and seeing what he's doing and, and Teoscar and, and that. And they, there always seems to be a lot more like hijinks messing about larks in the Blue Jays dugout than in opposition dugouts or the amount of time that they, they yeah. show in there. But not everyone's going to feel like dancing at the end of every, you know, hit. And not everyone's going to be out there and as exuberant and you're you know your dressing room your your, t- your clubhouse is going to be made up of different personalities and so on also we haven't i know he was involved tappy was involved in like the walk-off but we haven't really had many of those to see how everyone's going to join in you know sure. with these great big celebratory moments when everyone runs onto the to the pitch and it would surprise me if the if the clubhouse the blue jays clubhouse was anything less than welcoming and inclusive and all of that given everything mm. that we know mm. so it's you know i I don't know. It's something obviously we'll all be looking out for. <laughs> Watching now. And it, then you start a... looking for other players as well. Well, why wasn't he dancing? Why wasn't he there? Yeah. But um, yeah. I would like to think that's not the case. Yeah, yeah. Dave, anything to add on that? Nah. Ho- hopefully, Daniel's right there. Um, it's so hard to tell because you don't you don't see the dugout unless they're doing something. Sure. Do you know, so what we really need is someone in the stands that can keep an eye on it for us. Yeah. Yeah, yep. extravagant with his his celebrations as perhaps other people, but uh, I I certainly when he got the the walk off uh, single the other day, uh, they seemed to uh, uh, clearly obviously everybody loved that mm-hmm. moment, and uh, he was right in the centre of celebrations there, big smiles all round. So hopefully it's nothing to to concern ourselves, but we will now do a tapia watch for the next uh, week just to make sure that he's joining in, and if he's not, then uh, he'll be hearing from Elizabeth very shortly. Very good. Uh, Guys, our hour has run away with us. It's just gone 11 o'clock here in the UK. I know, Blue Jays Dad, you're just, you know, back to have your tea or whatever. Uh, but thank you so much for, for joining with us this evening. Um, really cool just to get some of your insights and uh, to catch up with you again. I hope you've uh, enjoyed your little dip into UK world. Oh, definitely. It's so fun to connect uh, with Jays fans and especially you three. And uh, to have the conversation, it's it's fun. And tonight, actually, I'm heading out to a local pub with another Blue Jays fan uh, from the Twin Cities. I uh, reached out to me last week, and uh, so we're going to go for half price burgers and tots, and uh, maybe a cider or two. And nice. we're going to ask the pub to put on the Yankees game, Excellent. if you know what I mean. Ah, <laughs> yes. I like that diversion. Very good. Yes. Going, are you going undercover then? Are you, or are you going to get the game on and then do, your, do yeah. your big Superman reveal? Here we are. Yeah. Seven days without any UK Blue Jays friendly games. It's. Uh, I don't it's, know how you do it. I do not know how you do it. Uh, well, we don't. It's, to be honest. Uh, yeah, you, you have to. Uh, you have to pace yourself. Uh, I stayed up for Friday night's game, and then um, almost crashed through Saturdays. Uh, so paid paid for it, but um, yeah, midweek, uh, I I can't do it now. But uh, I know some guys do, but um, yeah, not not for me. Daniel, uh, what's your week look like? Uh, anything exciting coming up on your horizons? No, we're, it's just back to school. We've got um, the year six children, so the ten eleven year olds. They have assessments called SATs, um, and they're doing those next week. So we've got our last little yeah. you know run up ready for that. So tomorrow they've all been coming in early. Um, for some little booster sessions I've been running. So I've got the bacon and the croissants and the pan au chocolat. We're just, we're going to have a nice nice. little breakfast tomorrow. Put the workbooks to one side, just have a little chat and some fruit juice. And uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Excellent. What about the scones and the crumpets? Tea. They can't have them for breakfast. That would never work. Really? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And it must be, I did not know that. It must be jam first on your scone (laughs) as well. I'm just going to put that out there now too. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Controversial. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we won't go there. You opened a whole can of worms there, Daniel. That's a whole. That's a whole other. Hour. <laughs> uh, Dave, anything exciting in your world? Um, nothing. Nothing particularly exciting. I feel like 
a fairly normal week, I think. That's okay. Um, yeah. Good. Very good. Uh, I am finally going to get to chat to Jeff Blair and Kevin Barker this week. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, so they're going to come and do a pod with me on Thursday. So looking forward to recording with those. We've had to keep moving it around. Um, and it was meant to be tomorrow. And then Jeff realised that they the schedule had changed or something and couldn't do it. So anyway, we're going to do that. Uh, actually quite late in the night for me, but um, I don't mind. I'll get it done. I want to get them on get, get them on tape. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. And uh, guys, if you're watching this uh, live or if you're watching it at a later stage, we're not going to be here next week, uh, but we will be back in two weeks' time. And we are shifting our time slightly. Uh, we're going to go an hour earlier. So we're going to be streaming at 9 o'clock here in the UK. It's going to be 4 o'clock in Eastern Time Zone. Um, it's going to be three o'clock if Blue Jays Jad, dad's going to join us. Um, but uh, yeah, we're just going to make a little shift just to help Mark because uh, he's his baseball team has started playing now and uh, he needs to be away a bit earlier. So we're, we're pulling that uh, an hour earlier. But for now, guys, thank you so much for joining us. It's been great having you with us. Great conversation as ever. Always love doing these and we'll look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks time. Take care now. Bye bye. The Red, White and Blue Jays podcast is a production of Blue Jays Fans UK. If you've got a Blue Jays story to share, let us know. Email us at bluejaysfansuk at gmail.com. And follow along on Twitter and Instagram at bluejaysfansuk. I'm your announcer, Jim Langton. Thanks for listening. <laughs>